0: Book Interrupted is so grateful to our listeners for recommending us to your friends and family that we decided to run a contest to show our appreciation. One lucky fan will win a waterproof Amazon Kindle Oasis. Find out more at www.bookinterrupted.com slash contests. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. It's a really easy read and fast. Like slowly being
1: broken up with for like 20 <laughs> oh. years and then they fuck off and you're like, oh,
0: just take <laughs> a shot to
2: the
3: face. No big deal, girl. Keep that marriage together. Why can't we just be loving who we love without fitting into a label?
4: I'm going to mess up all over the place here. That song, It's You I Like, that's a good one. Might have to put that on our playlist.
3: My
1: body has- body, and soul. Uh, Information is the thought. Uh, Trying to learn something uh, new without being disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Uh, Inspiration is with God uh, And we're going to talk
0: it uh, out on Book Interrupted. This episode's brought to you by Liz Clark Astrology. No-nonsense, personalized, honest, handwritten readings that aim to be as constructive and helpful as possible. A glimpse into your true self, maybe even one you forgot about. Go to www.lizclark.com. You can also find the link in our show notes below. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. Hi, I'm Sarah. I started Book Interrupted and asked the closest people to me to be part of it. first. I ask my sister. Hi, I'm Meredith, the sister. My first friend. Hi, I'm Kim,
3: the first friend.
0: My old roommate. Hi, I'm Lindsay, the old roommate. My high school friend.
4: Hi, I'm Kara, the high school friend.
0: My good friend and Kara's sister. That's me. Hi, I'm Leah, Sarah's friend,
2: Kara's sister, and the final member of Book Interrupted.
0: If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from February 14th to March 21st. It's Kara's book cycle, and the book we're reading is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Untamed is a memoir that examines the restrictive roles and expectations placed on women. For more information about Book Interrupted or this book cycle, please go to www.bookinterrupted.com.
3: Released in March of 2020, Untamed sold more than 68,000 copies in its first week, according to Publishers Weekly. Since then, it has sold over a million copies. It has been a number one New York Times bestseller, part of Reese Witherspoon's book club, Hello Sunshine book pick, and named one of the best books of the year by O, oh, The Oprah Magazine, The Washington Post, Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire, and others. Bad Robot Productions, J.J. Abrams' company, recently landed the rights to develop Untamed for television. Television, working with writer Glennon Doyle. By the end of 2020, 10 months after release, it is still number one in women's biographies on Amazon.ca and number seven
4: on the Amazon charts.
0: All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. It's
4: my book pick. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to dive into this book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I didn't really know much about Glennon Doyle prior to tuning in to Marie TV. So, the wonderful, the incredible Marie Forleo, who wrote the book, Everything is Figure Outable, I became a big, big fan in 2020 of Marie Forleo. And um, I started tuning in every Tuesday to Marie TV. So, I tuned into the episode, and I was hook, line, and sinker, sold. I was like, where has Glennon been my whole life? Truth be told, she's been around for a while. Many people know about her, are very familiar with her work, but I really knew nothing. It was the beginning of the learning curve for all things Glennon. And I've got to say, even though I don't know her personally, what a stand up, stellar human being. I was so excited by the episode. And when Glennon started to describe that scene of, uh, when she was at the zoo with her partner, her daughter, that cheetah came. And then when they started talking about that flippin' pink bunny, I was all in. I don't tend to go for too many things that are on trend. Mostly I find myself taking kind of like a uh, rebellious uh, stance when it comes to, you know, do you have your steps in? Do you have like the latest Fitbit watch or uh, the latest technological gadget? Or have you checked out this movie or this book? I'm not sure why. But in general, I tend to, if there's a lot of buzz around it, I do an adamant "Mm mm-mm. I don't want to. And then I find my own time and way there. However, everything changed with this book. There was a lot of hype, a lot of talk out there online, in social media. And I absolutely wanted in. It was something about the truth bombs that Glennon Doyle was sharing on that clip of Marie TV. And it was the way in which she dropped the truth bombs that I was like, that. I want more of that. So when Sarah asked me what would be my recommendation for my book in book interrupted, there was no doubt in my mind that it had to be this book.
3: So I had heard about this book before. Um, I'd seen a couple of videos and I wasn't sure I was going to like this book from what she had said. I was worried it was going to be super self-helpy, which is not my style. And so I thought even though this is supposed to be a pre-reading personal journal, I thought that I should probably do a little bit of reading before I got into this. So last night I start, I picked it up and started to read. I thought I was going to read maybe just one little chapter. You know, it's such an easy read. And that is so great considering it <laughs> coming from Women That Run With the Wolves, which was a really hard read for me. This is great. Um, You know, I, I think I'm going to really like this book. I... love that it's in little short stories so she's really showing her 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 message rather than just telling it and pushing it in your face which i really love i think that um that's kind of my style than the over analysis that i found in women that run with the wolves it's also really good because it's in these short stories and you know all of us i think in our world have these shortened attention spans or a lot of us do that helps me because i can read little snippets anyways i ended up reading maybe where am i what page am i on like 30 or something, super quick right before bed just skim through it and was going to read more, thought I should probably go to bed. <laughs> but Yeah, so I'm kind of excited about this book now. And, you know, going from not thinking I was going to like it to to really being into it and, you know, I love her message at the back. It says, you know, it shows us how to all to be brave. I think uh, we could all use that, definitely, uh, especially now. So, um, yeah, wish me luck and I'll let you know how it goes in
5: my next personal journal. I'm liking this book so far. It's a very quick read. I've gone through the first two sections very quickly, and it's broken down into easily digestible chapters, uh, which is great if you're being interrupted all the time, and it's very easy to find a place to stop. Uh, She's very concise with her ideas, and I appreciate that kind of efficiency in writing. I think she's very relatable. She confesses a secret that she's had since high school. And she's been holding on to this shame. I think a lot of people do that. And why do we do it? Probably because we're afraid that people can't love us for who we truly are, which is a shame. I can already think of a couple people that I'm going to recommend this book to. So I like it. And I'm really looking forward to reading the last third of the book and see what it, where it takes me. I wonder if there is an equivalent book more geared towards men, because there's no doubt that this is mostly targeted towards the modern woman and the expectations put on women. But let's not be naive here. There are a lot of unrealistic expectations being put on men in our society as well. And you know one of the things that Glennon says in here, which I'm a huge proponent of, is to feel all your feelings. you know they're there for a reason, and I think this is one of the cruelest realities of the North American society is that men are told that they're not allowed to feel all their feelings. they're allowed to feel happy or horny and mad and that's it. so it uh, wouldn't be great if they had one of these for men too. but I do recommend it to women looking forward to see what the rest of the book holds
2: untamed really looking forward to this one i haven't started it yet i read the prologue that's called cheetah which was very informative to a certain photo shoot my sister did recently this was her choice kara's choice i look forward to it i don't think that my sister and i have very similar taste in books but i look forward to this because she's so jazzed up about it really i have listened to a podcast that had interview with the author glennon doyle it was very interesting. Sounds like she's got a really interesting story. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's certainly highly, uh, highly acclaimed. I think it's one of the bestsellers for quite some time now. And it has a couple people that with uh, little blurps on the back that I really like. Brene Brown being, being one of them. So I think I might like it. We're on a real train, real femme train to like Women Who Runs With Wolves, Untamed. Then I think uh, the book we're doing after this is Seeing Red, so which is about like uh, like feminine health and periods. So I like we're really like getting there. So it's a good kind of track we're on. All things girl power. So I'm excited about it. I look forward to start reading it. So that's pretty much all I got to say about it for now. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye
1: bye. So Untamed. After reading. Well, okay. After not reading "Women Who Run with the Wolves" and then cracking open "Untamed," what a breath of fresh air! I can't even tell you. I am in love with Glennon Doyle. This is my new Bible. In the first, everything about it, I love so far. I've I've read it, so I'll do my journals as if I'm in the middle of it. But I love that she writes in short, little almost like lessons so each chapter is easily digested because it's short and to the point and really what's a good word like the impact is heavy from just a short experience she's very concise i guess i could say and her lessons are so deep it's as if i'm reading a book that someone wrote about everything i think and feel and she and that i haven't some things i'm like yes i know that 100% i'm very clear on that Other things she's framed them in such a way that I'm like, again, like it's like breathing. It's like, Oh, yes, that is the, you know, the fine tuned point that I've been trying to live my life by. Like I just love it. I can't say enough good things about it, but I don't want to say all the good things that I have to say right now because then I won't have things to say on the next episodes. The cheetah the cages, like the whole thing. And I love that she just has epiphanies. And I love that she's able to remember, you know, the things like the experiences that taught her the lessons. I think that's what I love the most. She's just so eloquent. I can't even say enough about it. Like I instantly want to be her best friend. I want her to talk to me. I want to talk to her about all this stuff because I feel like we would have a lot of things in common. I mean, I don't even know in like which part. I got to look at the book again. There's notes all over it. I read this book in like, I don't know, four days or five days or something. Like I literally couldn't put it down. I just wanted to consume it. It was so tasty. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I can't say enough. I love it.
0: I'm not really sure I'm going to enjoy this book. I know that it has gotten a lot of attention and I just, I don't want to judge it by this little sound clips I've gotten of the book so far. And that's all I really know about it. However, I get a sense that the message in this book, once again, I'm not, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily true, but I get a sense that the message is kind of, I don't know, selfish. I get the impression that this book is all about putting yourself first. I don't really feel you should always put yourself first. I just don't. And I understand that a lot of people, especially women, have a really hard time you know, ever putting themselves first. So maybe this book really speaks to them because it gives them permission to put themselves first. But I just don't think it has to be that extreme. You know, I don't think you should or have to always put yourself first. I think there's a balance, right? So I don't know. I I mean, I just started the book. I've just read the first chapter about the cheetah. So I don't know yet. So I'm really hoping I'm gonna enjoy it. So I guess we'll just see. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com.
3: Book Interrupted so we just recorded or finished uh, taping and recording our uh, first group discussion for Untamed. Just for all listeners who didn't um, didn't know or didn't see that I had uh, oral surgery done on two days ago, and uh, my face is quite swollen. Um, and I had a cyst cut out, which they're biopsying. And it was so funny trying to talk today because my. Uh, I, I felt like I had a list, which I do a little bit, and uh, man, my face is feeling quite sore after all this talking and laughing. Every time I smiled, I, I'd hurt, um, but anyways, I'm, I'm okay, and I'll be fine. I'm going to go take some pain meds now.
0: Book interrupted. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion.
4: All right, well, ladies, here we go. I'm so excited, you know me, I love it when it's like, oh, it's my turn, everyone pay attention to me. so I couldn't be more pleased to make this uh, announcement, group intro, that my book of choice is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I saw the Marie uh, Forleo TV segment where she had an interview with Glennon Doyle and I thought to myself, huh, I really like that lady. I want to get to know her more. Pretty easy for me to uh, get into wanting to know Glennon Doyle a bit more because by this point, I had already developed, you know, not a relationship, but I'd become a fan already of Marie Forleo. So that's how I kind of jumped into it. But the really appealing part, aside from uh, Glennon discussing with Marie um, about her experience at the zoo, seeing that dreaded fluffy pink bunny and the cheetah, I was also really taken by the amount of love that Glennon expresses for her partner, Abby. And I'm going to mess up all over the place here um, because I will be touching upon LGBTQT plus sort of topics. I have a long way to go on the learning curve with respect to that, but first thoughts were i saw glennon and i was like she's so intellectual and well spoken and thoughtful and beautiful and she was beautiful of course because of like what was emanating out of her like the inner beauty but also because like outwardly she just presented really well and i was like isn't this interesting i found myself showing a willingness to get closer to maybe examining um my preconceived notions around being a lesbian or bisexuality. And so I never really allowed myself the opportunity to get to know anything outside of heterosexuality. And here was this beautiful Glennon talking about a love she has for another woman. And I was like, maybe I could start to get a bit closer to and want to understand gender roles. And um, the various ways that sexuality can be expressed. And she led me to learning about the term pansexuality. And I'll never forget the first time I did come across the word, it was from my daughter, Charlie. And she was working a project with a friend and they were going through all the different LGBTQ flags and wanting to make different art things to include everyone in their class. And she was like, Mama, what's, what's this flag? I'm like, oh, I think that's the pansexual flag. And they were like, well, what does that mean? And when I heard my own voice read the description of, it's when one individual can form a bond and consider loving and developing a relationship with another, not based on gender roles or sexuality, but because you love the spirit and value the person in front of you, it was the sweetest things my ears have ever heard. And I just, it's really opened up me getting to know myself a bit more outside of a gender role or a type of sexuality that I thought I had to assume in order to be accepted.
3: Can I say something? Have you guys seen Schitt's Creek? The uh, I love that clip of um, Dan Levy and he, he says the two his wines. If you haven't seen it, just go look. He basically takes up wine and he's talking about pansexuality. And he says, I sometimes like white wine and I sometimes like red wine. And I once tried a white wine that used to be a rosé or something. And he says, he's like, so it's really the wine and not the label that I'm concerned with or something. Yeah. It's a really great clip. And it really kind of, I mean, I feel that I've always felt that same way about sexuality for me. I think it's the person and not the, and not the gender And so that's always been something I've lived by having to have a label and fitting into a box. feels stupid. Like why do I need to fit into some label of bisexual or pansexual or, you know, or lesbian or straight or whatever? Why can't we just be loving who we love without fitting into a label? So I haven't gotten to that part of the book. um, But I think it's great that that's opened your, your mind and your eyes to that and to feel more open to discussing it and feel more open to being okay with people, whoever they love, I guess is my thing.
2: Like I, I didn't really think about this. Maybe it's uh, about like, I'm not super far into the book yet. As you can see, I got to like page 20 ish. I really like it. First of all, I really like the book. I like the pace of the book a lot. It's like a fast paced book, which just suits me. Cause I like
4: doing things fast
2: i didn't take it i wasn't really reading it like about any like sexual preference but i was taking the the like stories for other lessons like um i wrote down a quote on on page six and it was uh about she was talking about how much of this was my idea do i truly want this or is this what i was conditioned to want what she is talking about probably sexual preference but I really took lessons from some of these stories that like in that case was really like, like I have a lot of those kind of thoughts around finance, like life goals, like owning a home, for instance, like uh, we don't own our own home. We still rent. And like, I'm conditioned to want to own my own home. It's not a bad thing, but it's like, that is a big fucking mortgage that the bank owns for, I don't know, 30 years, 25 years, like <laughs> whatever you amortize that. And it's like. You know, it's not really your home until you own it. And like those kind of life decisions, like I'm supposed to want to make this much amount of money or I'm supposed to like hit these certain goals. By the time for me, it's like big, like I have like a big by the time I'm 40, because that in my mind for some reason is when I become an adult. That's it's going to be a big day. (laughs) I'm going to grow hair where I never had hair before.
1: (laughs) It's going to be it's going
2: to be my third puberty. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I wasn't taking I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of these lessons being about. But I guess that is like that's what all of it's about is like, what is us? What's true to us? And what's what's are we just born into a society or a role or world that's just being marketed towards us? And then lastly, I wanted to mention my favorite part so far is when she ta- goes to her therapist to tell her that she fell in love with a woman. And that fucking bitch tells her to give her husband a blowjob. I couldn't believe it. I was Like, yeah, just take a shot to the face. No big deal, girl. Keep that marriage together. I know that feels less intimate. I was like, what? Like as if she hadn't tried giving him a blowjob, dude. Like as if she hadn't tried. And less intimate
5: for who? Like she's going to therapy. Less intimate for him. For him, maybe. Yeah.
0: But like, that is my mouth. I can't believe like a therapist said that <laughs> my face, at <laughs> my face. There's like no more
2: intimate than my face, face. Like if she had said a handy, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, okay, keep trying, stick it out, handy.
1: <laughs> I think that that whole, well, that whole blowjob scene just underscores how like, exactly what you're talking about, Leah. Where that therapist obviously doesn't understand like is buying into the the rule that's been sold that like marriages are important and you must stay together, right? Like that's like so she's like, Oh, okay, well, in her mind, it's not an option to leave your husband for a woman. It's, you know, it's it couldn't possibly be true that she's found someone she actually connects with. It's just that, you know, she's having an issue doing her womanly role in providing him, you know, relations. So she's like, Well, why don't you try this version of that? Because There is no other option, right? Like, okay, you can't have sex with them? Well, then try a blowjob because those are the options. There isn't an option of you actually leaving and following your heart.
4: As if one's happiness isn't also an option. Right.
1: One's truth, you know, like, oh, your truth is not an option. Have you met society? (laughs) That's just not an option. Try blowjobs. Like... (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's acceptable.
1: Blowjobs. Which is so outrageous.
2: Well, and also maybe that therapist, uh, in fairness, she wants to have a successful business. And that means people
1: working it out. Oh, I don't know. She could hold her hand. It would probably be also tumultuous to go through the process of following your truth in society. Yeah, Can I pay you to give him a blowjob? <laughs> could that work? I'm going to pay you to give a blowjob. That
2: seems really less intimate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're fired.
0: <laughs> and he seems to like to be with other women. So win, yeah. win, win.
4: Yeah. She's like yeah. symbolically being forced to get on your knees and give the blowjob and suck it up and take it. That's exactly the micro example of what I think the book is touching on at the macro level. Don't get clear on which thoughts and beliefs are your thoughts and beliefs and which are the ones from society and their expectations. Just take it.
3: I think there's, did you, I don't, I just got to the part or I got to the keys and the feeling, the section about feeling. And I think that also plays into that. The idea that feelings are made to be fe- felt or something. What's the saying, Kara? Someone, one of you guys knows. Feel your feelings. <laughs> Feel your feelings, basically. And I think that, you know, that's also playing into this whole idea that society has taught us that you're supposed to be happy and you're supposed to have the white picket fence, as Leah said, and you're supposed to, you know, have your mortgage and you're supposed to have the nine to five job, which is something that always gets me as well. And, you know, I feel a lot of feelings and I've always been, you know, pretty much told that you shouldn't, that you should just be Happy and you should just strive for that. And it's like, well, no, you got to feel sad sometimes and you got to feel angry. And you got, you know, feeling those feelings makes it healthier for you. And I think, you know, it kind of that plays, I think all maybe the rest of the book, as you're saying, plays into that idea of fitting into what some person decided was the right way to be, which there isn't a right way to be. We're all different. So
1: can I read this part, seeing as we're on this topic? Yes.
3: Yes. Please do it.
1: So it says, First, I can feel everything and survive. What I thought would kill me didn't. Every time I said to myself, I can't take this anymore, I was wrong. The truth was that I could and did take it all and I kept surviving. Surviving again and again made me less afraid of myself, of other people, of life. I learned that I'd never be free from pain but I could be free from the fear of pain and that was enough. I finally stopped avoiding fires long enough to let myself burn. And what I learned was that I am like that burning bush. The fire of pain won't consume me. I can burn and burn and live. I can live on fire. I am fireproof. Gold. I love
5: it. Gold, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's incredible. It's such an insight too, because like what Schweitz was saying is, it's, it taps into me with the same thing with the we can do hard things. Somewhere along the lines, people have gotten this memo that it's supposed to be easy or it shouldn't take effort or whatever, right? And I loved that as well as a, Yeah, it's hard and we can do hard things. So this is me keeping on (laughs) me walking, right? Like just keep doing it, you know, all of it. I really also like the way that she puts into context. This is probably deeper in the book, but grief or like she calls it the ache, right? Because she stops numbing and then she gets back in touch with this ache. I can identify it with like my son. As I see him grow, I'm sad, right? Because it's like, It's like that same, what do they say? If the relationship with a child is like, like slowly being broken up with for like 20 years and then they fuck off and you're like, and you're just, you know, like, and uh, that's what it feels. That's literally what it feels like for me. And I like look at pictures of him as a three-year-old and I cry and I see him in real life as a six-year-old and I'm like, and I like consciously like hug him and I'm like, this will never happen You know what I mean? Like, but it's that ache, but the ache is important, right? Because it's a, the ache is actually like love or whatever. And
5: it's like, don't not experience the ache. Because she talks about how we are taught this as children, which we are. And there is a book by a woman called uh, Gabby Garcia, and it's called I Can Do Hard Things. And I got it for my kids. And it's a children's book. And it talks about doing hard things. And It's not just like, I can do hard things, like climb a mountain. It's like, be myself is one of the things. She has a whole bunch of books, like listening to my body, separating out sensations from emotional feelings and how one can inform the other. And she has got some good stuff. Wouldn't it be great if all of our children were taught that and we could maybe next generation, it
4: just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. That we start to undo the conditioning of thinking we're consumers and things come easily because we just have to make a purchase. Exactly, Meredith. Wouldn't it be nice if we started to contribute towards another narrative, which is we do hard things and great things come out about from taking those chances.
5: And I find, too, is when I'm trying to help my children through things, these ideas, Um, it helps me, too. That's why I love Mr. Rogers. That song, It's You I Like. That's a good one. Might have to put that on our playlist. I sang that to my daughter this morning.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are the things she says of the book? Because I'm also like, Leah, I love this book. It's so fast. Like, I'm just plowing through it.
4: Isn't it such an easy read? So easy. And yet there's depth. I was like, how does she...
0: It, it's a really easy read and fast. One of the things she says in the book, which is a little further on, is about what we're teaching our children about bravery. And I really connected with that one because her, she has two daughters that are very different. I also have two daughters that are very different. And one of them decided not to get her ears pierced. And the lady who was piercing the ears was like, come on, be brave. Your sister was brave. And she still said, no, I'm not ready. And they went. And then she said to her daughter, that's like you you guys are, you're both brave, but in different ways, standing up to people who are pressuring you to do something and still saying no, because it's not what you want to do is brave. And then she used an analogy that when she's in a teenager going off, to have a night and you're like, be brave. And she does she think that means when all of her friends are chugging beer and she doesn't want to, she's not going to listen to her inner self. She's going to be brave and do things that she doesn't want to do because that's what brave is, right? Doing things you're afraid of, instead of being like, brave is listening to yourself and still saying no, despite disappointing or making other people uncomfortable. That is brave. And that really spoke to me, because I was like, yes, like, that is bravey. That, that's way more brave than being like, this is gonna hurt, I'm gonna do it anyway. It's to, you know, believe in yourself.
5: That when we're telling people to act a certain way and conform so that you'll be accepted the ironic thing is that what a lot of people like is people who are genuine who are not doing that like when you're friends with somebody and you get really close and you see you know their true self that is that's the goal that's good right uh so it's just it's just strange that they get these mixed messages you're special you're wonderful just the way you are but maybe change your hair and your clothes and um, be good and stop speaking up. <laughs>
4: you know? Yeah. Good one, Meredith. It is. It's re- the paradox is so messed up because it's like, yeah, go be your unique, authentic self. Go be genuine as long as you don't cross the line in these specific areas. And these specific areas change over time. As what we've identified as acceptable yeah.
1: appropriate for, <laughs> you know, acceptance.
2: I feel like that's perfectly outlined in the uh, sitting on Santa Claus lap at Christmas time at the fucking mall. It's like all I do is like talk to Max about like safe body, like stranger, like, you know, you're not to. You know what, I'm getting at, And it's like, and then...
5: Don't let a stranger touch your body. Except for this man,
1: you don't know. Don't go sit
4: on strange men's laps.
1: But this man, you can sit on his lap. As long as the pervert is dressed in red, let him do what he wants.
4: And then you'll get a gift. (laughs) And ignore your gut feelings when you start to get real nervous about approaching Santa. (laughs) Throw that out the window. Because I need a picture. picture.
5: (laughs) But it's not (laughs) just the picture. It's like... Don't let strangers touch your body. However, if you sit on this stranger's lap and let him touch your body, he'll give you a gift. Anything
4: you want. Yeah, he'll give you the gift you want. And mummy's going to be happy because you posed for your picture.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and you'll be notified when there's new content. Book Interrupted has partnered with Libro FM for a fan giveaway. Fans that contribute to the untamed book cycle will be entered to win a three month free membership to Libro FM. Fans can contribute by sending us an email, a video, leaving a voice message for us, or commenting on our social media. For more information on how to get hold of us, please go to www.bookinterrupted.com. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. If you can name it, you can tame it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, don't lie like that. And I was like, why? She's like, because it makes it, you look fat.
5: Ah, uh, why do we have to talk about this now? Can't we just have breakfast? If there isn't a gender role thing
1: going on here. Then why is this all falling on me? He will financially have everything
4: taken care of. And he will take out the garbage.
3: I know a lot of men who have support groups and who talk to their friends. We can't really get there if we don't bring the men along. Book interrupted.